the best podcast in baseball is brought to you by Clauses by Design. Update your closet, garage, office, pantry, and more. Imagine your home totally organized with Closets by Design. Call 1-800-BY-DESIGN. That's 1-800-BY-DESIGN. In 1974, Blake McBride, the Callaway Kid, won the National League Rookie of the Year after hitting 309 with the Cardinals. One of the most memorable performances of the season was with his legs, not his bat, as the Cardinals secured the longest extra inning win in Major League history. I'm Carter Chapley, and this is Playbacks, an audio series that brings to life the archives of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, recorded and edited by Chris Lay. Today, we go to a game that started on September 11th, 1974, but didn't finish until the next day. Cardinals shade Mets in 25 innings by Neil Russo of the Post-Dispatch staff. Thursday, September 12th, 1974. Dateline, New York, September 12th. Little could anyone realize what would happen because Ken Reitz happened to hit a two-run game-tying homer with two out in the ninth inning last night at Shea Stadium. The Cardinals and the New York Mets stuck around for 16 more innings. And when it was all over, at 3.12 a.m. New York time, the Redbirds had a 4-3 victory. Only one Major League Baseball game went more innings than the 25-inning late, late show at Shea. That was a one-to-one tie between the Brooklyn Dodgers and the Boston Braves in Boston on May 1st, 1920, that went 26 innings. The Cardinals-Mets game lasted seven hours, four minutes. No night game ever took so long in the majors. There was a seven-hour, 23-minute day game between the Mets and San Francisco in 1964, a 23-inning affair won by the Giants, 8-6. The previous longest night game was a 1-0 Houston Astros victory in 24 innings over the Mets in 1968. Ironically, the Mets have been involved in three of the seven longest games in history, and have lost all three. Though most of the 13,460 fans drifted away, baseball commissioner Bowie Kuhn and Mrs. Kuhn stayed in their seats alongside the Mets' dugout until the end. The Redbirds' longest previous game went 20 innings. That was an 8-7 victory over the Cubs in Chicago in 1930. The Shea Marathon produced other records, such as most players used by both clubs in a major league game, 50. The Redbirds, by using 26 men, also cracked the National League mark. But the Cardinals were much more interested in gaining the victory. With Pittsburgh losing to Philadelphia, the Birds reduced the National League Eastern Division leaders' margin to two and a half games. The winning run last night, make that this morning, came when Bake McBride scored all the way from first base on a pickoff throw by pitcher Hank Webb. McBride had opened the 25th inning with an infield hit. Webb had him picked off, but it was learned later that a balk had been called. In such a case, a runner is on his own after he passes second base. Webb's wild throw was retrieved by first baseman John Milner, who fired the ball home as McBride rushed through third base coach Vern Benson's stop sign. Catcher Ron Hodges dropped the throw home, and was charged with an error. It was a good throw by Milner, and Hodges probably would have got McBride if he hadn't taken his eyes off the ball, 
said Benson. I didn't see any sense in sending him home with nobody out. McBride said he didn't see Benson's sign. Besides, Bake contended that Hodges could not have tagged him out even if he had not dropped the throw. Hodges was up away from the plate and I was sliding behind him, McBride said. Cardinals manager Red Sheendienst, who sided with Benson, was asked whether McBride would be fined for not heeding the stop sign. And the redhead cracked. Bake was running so fast that he couldn't see the sign. When you got speed like McBride's, you make the other guys nervous. You just can't beat that speed. McBride was leading off when Sheendienst flashed the hit and run sign. I was leaning, said Bake, leaning back on my heels, resting. He had been in center field from the start and was probably weary. When I turned second, I said to myself, I'm going all the way, Bake said. As plate umpire Ed Sudal signaled him safe, McBride lay on the ground, seemingly stunned that the tie-breaking run actually had been scored. There was dirt in my eyes, dirt everywhere, he said. I was tired. If he thought he was tired, he should have checked Sudal. The plate umpire has been through this thing before, of course. He was behind the plate for the 23-inning Mets-Giants game in 1964 and the 24-inning game between the Astros and the Mets in 1968. My legs feel like a couple of lead posts, Sudal said. The players kept coming up and asking, how are you standing? And I didn't know what to say because I didn't know how I was standing. The Cardinals began the scoring in the first inning on two walks and Joe Torre's single. The Mets got an unearned run in their first. Felix Mian was safe on shortstop Mike Tyson's error. Later came a wild pitch and Milner's two-out double. In the fifth inning, Mian was credited with a single when Tyson slipped fielding his grounder, and Cleon Jones followed with a home run. It was a fastball where I didn't want to put it. A big mistake, said the victim, starting pitcher Bob Forsh. The Mets starter, Jerry Koosman, held the birds to three hits until the ninth. With one out, Ted Simmons got an infield hit. Then came a wild pitch just before McBride was called out on strikes. Reitz said he was determined to make up for fouling to the catcher with runners on second and third and nobody out in the seventh inning. The next batter, Tyson, was permitted to swing and he struck out. Why didn't Sheen Beanch pinch hit for Tyson? Because Mike does happen to hit left-handers fairly well, said the manager. If it was a right-hander pitching, I'd have used a pinch hitter. Reitz said of his homer, I was looking for a fastball, a strike, and I got it. That was a big game for us. That might have pushed us over the hump. Many of the fans who stayed around were riding Reitz. They kept yelling that it was all my fault they were still at the park, but they were drinking a lot of beer and having a lot of fun, and I wasn't going to argue with them. Reitz said. Torrey also ran through a Benson stop sign, and he was nailed. I saw Benson, but I thought I could make it unless it was a very good throw, Torrey said. Joe tried to score from first on McBride's hit in the 13th inning. The Cardinals' terrific relief triumvirate of Mike Garman, Alan Rabotsky, and Rich Falkers combined for seven scoreless innings. Also, seldom used Claude Osteen paid the first dividend since he was acquired from Houston. The lefty worked nine and one-third innings and allowed just four hits. Sonny Siebert picked up the victory for pitching the last two and one-third innings. The Mets, who left 25 men on base to 19 for the Cardinals, 
loaded the bases with two out in the 24th against Siebert. He retired pinch hitter Rusty Staub to get out of the jam. The biggest pitching hero for the Mets was a rookie right-hander, Jerry Cram, who turned in eight zeros. The loser was Webb. It looked as if the Cardinals might end it all in the 20th inning. Reggie Smith led off with a single. Then Torrey was safe on catcher's interference. Mets manager Yogi Berra complained on the play and was ejected from the game by Sudal. After McBride singled in the 25th, trainer Gene Kieselman heard one of the players, he thinks it was Alan Foster, yell, let's not bunt him over. Let's go for the big inning. So winners can laugh. That's what equipment manager Butch Yakiman did as he said, I've been out till four in the morning before, but never on a team bus going from the ballpark to the hotel. Thanks for listening to Playbacks. Be sure to check out the links and related articles in this episode's show notes. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.